Welcome to Advancing the Art of Aging. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in northern Bergen County, New Jersey. And I am thrilled to have Jack York as my guest today. Jack has had a long history working with seniors in a lot of different ways, and I know he's got a lot to share with us today. So, Jack, welcome, and thanks for joining us. Carol, it is an honor. I have seen you on stages left and right, and to be able to share a conversation with you for the millions of listeners that you have is truly, truly meaningful. You are too kind, my friend. Jack, <laughs> I met you a long time ago when I was working in a, in a different organization in a different state, and you were really at the early stages of IN2L, which at that point was It's Never Too Late. And I remember being, it was at a leading age meeting, so enthused and excited about IN2L and going back to my organization and actually securing the funding to purchase two right off the bat. But tell us a little bit about how you got engaged in this whole effort of connecting seniors and then talk a little bit about IN2L and what it, what it was created to do and what it has done, please. Yeah, thanks. And, you know, it, it, it is I love these kind of conversations because that's how we, we at IN12, how we started so many relationships was just speaking. And my, it's a long, long story of how it all started. I'll give you the kind of Reader's Digest version. But I had a, my whole career had been in the Silicon Valley world. And people, I, I'm never deceitful about this, but I, people think that I'm a technology guy. I was a sales and marketing guy in the world of technology. And so, uh, a friend of mine, you know, really a lifelong friend of mine had the idea of uh, just donating some computers to a local assisted living community in Southern California. And it was never envisioned to be a business. It was just kind of a cool thing to do. I, she had time and no money and I had money and no time. <laughs> so we, Perfect so we found a community. Yeah. So we, uh, so we set the, the, uh, the, the donation up, got some computers up and running. This is 1998. I mean, this the whole world of computing was just beginning in general, much less for anything to do with aging. And it was really cool to see what happened, but it impacted with the computers, but it impacted a very small percentage of people. And then in probably the most spiritual thing that ever happened in my life is that we were having a surprise birthday party for my mom when she turned 80. And uh, late after, you know, we, we, there was probably 250 people at her party and we're dancing and singing and celebrating this just joyful woman from the middle of Nebraska farm girl. And uh, she started feeling a little bit dizzy. And, you know, long story short, she wound up in the middle of that night having a stroke. Mm. And as she and she wound up dying the next day. And as oh. she was dying, her spirit, she was in a coma, completely all curled up, but her spirit was telling me, you know, do something in your life that matters. Don't, uh, don't just chase uh, the, the, the glory of, of, of money. And so my nickname has always been Ready, Fire, Aim. And so it was like, well, maybe this, this computer wow. thing is what she's kind of talking about. And so my brother and I and a friend of mine, Leslie Sweeney, we jumped off the cliff and and started the company and about three years into it, my brother died. And it, it was the first 10 years were just 
really, really tough. And I really questioned if I was just kind of making the whole thing up. We were just so far ahead of the curve of technology, uh, engagement technology being something that would be relevant for older adults in senior living community and especially folks living with dementia. And so the product got better. People's use of technology got better. The the world of, of, you know, just the technology itself really changed a lot. And so it was, you know, knocking on a lot of doors and lugging around a lot of demo computers and doing a lot of presentations. And I'm really, I, I can't tell you what a honor it is that now to have that technology in over 4,000 communities all over the, the country. It's, I mean, it really is. It's, it's kind of the American dream kind of story in an environment that people like to you know, critique the U.S., but I, I'm so grateful. You know, I remember seeing IN12 for the first time and being so excited about the way in which the, the, the tool, the service connected with elders and the opportunities that it gave people to do things they couldn't do in any other way. You know, I remember the using Google Earth for the first time on a computer with an older adult to go back and look at the house where they grew up and to access exercise programs and even old old episodes of I Love Lucy, you name it, it was there. And it was so amazing to me to see how focused we could be with an individual's preferences and interests and desires and create something that connected them in a way that was really personal. And that was, I started in long-term care in 2007. That was at a point in time where it was like one size fits none, right? We did the same thing, sit in a room, listen to a program, you like it, you don't like it. But this to me represented a way to enrich lives on an individual basis. And it's, as much as the tool is fabulous and I have been excited to have it not just where, where I was in Ohio, but also to have four units here at the Jewish home. But I think what it also does is it, it teaches us as both staff as well as the elders we serve that we still are going to reach out to you on an individual basis and meet your individual needs. And that's pretty amazing. Well, you know, I think it, it, it's funny because – it was considered revolutionary and it was, which is always kind of funny for me because I, I always think that the whole making it, a, or I just have always thought that aging, uh, it has nothing to do with aging. It, it, we like, you know, I like Bruce Springsteen and I don't like the Carpenters. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not that complicated. And I think that what, I think in, in retrospect, as I kind of do it, you know, a 25 year retrospect on the whole history of IN2L, I think it was really beneficial that we didn't know anything about senior living. We didn't know anything about really just the whole world that so many people have lived in. And it was just a, you know, just a very uh, common sense observation when you look in an activity uh, room or, or area or whatever that these people that were teachers and welders and lawyers and construction workers, whatever, they were treated like 10 year olds in the, in the program. And it's like, why, why, why shouldn't they have this much? You know, they're, 
they're isolated, a lot of times kind of lonely, they're going to be the most likely to kind of want their own music and want their own spirituality and want their own travel. And has again, I just think that the aging part of it was overrated. It was more just bringing people to what they want and dealing with two things. One is that they weren't used to technology. And secondly, that you've got to deal with, with sometimes physical issues, sometimes cognitive issues. And you just, you know, I think what our technology team has done brilliantly for 25 years is make things easy to, to engage with, but not make it demeaning. Cause I mm-hmm. think a lot of times you, there's a line to walk that, uh, that, you know, young people designing stuff, either make it too hip and groovy or they make it, you know, really demeaning. And we always really kind of fought against that. But our customers were, you know, people like you, Carol, were, were such input on, you know, what's, what should the product be? What are, what are the, the activities that people want to engage with? And then just figure out a way in this whole world of content to be able to deliver it. Yeah, I, I think you make a really important point here, Jack, and that is that there's a misconception, unfortunately a pervasive misconception, that chronological age dictates something less than for a person's ability to partake in things, to participate, to be engaged. You know, there's this sort of you, you turn 80 or 85 or something and a light switch goes and guess what? You don't you don't have the ability anymore. You we treat you as someone who has to be treated not even as a 10-year-old but as a 3-year-old. And I think one of the things that, you know, we certainly stress and I know that IN2L in reinforces is that these are adults. These are adults who have lived full lives, who have still have a great deal to share and have great skills that may be different than what they had before or may not. But to, to minimize them by saying, well, you know, you just had your 85th birthday, so obviously you got to be treated like a three-year-old, that's ageism. It's ageism, the long and yeah. the short of it. Well, we, you know, we also learned quickly, you know, early on is to to get people that hadn't been exposed to technology to want to participate, just never bring up the word computer or technology. Mm-hmm. It's, Hey, do you want to, you want to go to the loop today? Or, you know, do you want to, do you want to go talk to your granddaughter? And, you know, all these things that everybody wants to do. And then all of a sudden they realize they're doing it through technology that if you brought it up in that context could be very intimidating. You know, obviously a lot of that's changing now with people, of all ages tied to their smartphones and such, but there still is, especially when you deal with with people living with dementia, there are certainly issues you need to be aware of in terms of making something easy to use. And it's a challenge, but it is, you know, probably the most rewarding challenge that we've ever had over the years of the thousands of of people that we've connected and the, the, especially during COVID, the number of, emails and communications and things from from daughters and sons and grandkids and and grand uh, just the whole family about that they were even through COVID still obviously it didn't replace a face-to-face visit but it was great to be able to to keep people connected in a a meaningful way and that uh, was through all the pain it was really rewarding to to be able to help people through that a little bit. No absolutely so you know we talked a little bit about accepting an older adult as a full, bona fide, viable human being. It seems to me that you've taken another giant step in 
in reinforcing that message and that commitment that you have, and that's Tailgate. Tell us how Tailgate started. It's such an interesting program, and I I don't really know the genesis. The whole genesis for Tailgate started in, in kind of a whimsical way. As, as IN2L got bigger and we're delighted now to be a part of LifeLoop and just a much bigger company and, and touching more and more lives and adding more and more functionality, uh, it was clear that I really wasn't the right CEO in, anymore. And so I, but I really had just a profound interest in, in, in really just trying to be able to, to learn more about the elders being served and, and just to, just to be a part of that experience a little bit more. So we started, I, I turned 60 about right about four years ago, I turned 60, the company turned 20 and we invented this thing called the 60, 20 tour where we took a van uh, wrapped it all up and uh, put in GoPro cameras. And I went all over the country, really essentially doing carpool karaoke with senior living residents. And a lot of times people living with dementia, and it was for my whole career had been lugging, Carol, you saw this, that I'd lug in my system and oh, yeah. do, a, do a demo. And then you'd roll to the next community and do a demo. And you really wouldn't interact with the residents at all. And so 60, 20, was really the first experience where it was all about the residents. And it was, it was not only fun, but it was also just like these people were just treasures. And so we started thinking about, you know, how do we, how do we do it a little bit bigger and a little bit more meaningful? And a good friend of mine, uh, Jim Parker, he was, uh, knew the ins and outs of RVs and he was a senior living guy for 30 years, but he was willing to hop on to be the driver Christy Stoglin, who's been a longtime uh, IN2L superstar, and she was willing to jump off a cliff to kind of to mm-hmm. really run the logistics of it. Uh, Dale worked with me forever, and she was ready to, to be a part of it. And last but not least, Tom Brady, our, our videographer from uh, from Boston, joining all the uh, all us old folks. And we uh, decided to take a trailer, completely gut the inside of it, Build a recording studio, add all kinds of fun and uh, and and games and experiences, and we started this thing called Tailgate, which is a combination of having the big party like we just had last week with with you guys, and uh, and capturing stories. And so it's turned out to be uh, crazy. We, you know, it's a forty. It's like a driving a semi around that we're pulling into communities left and right. And, uh, and again, it just, it's turned out to be, I knew it would be fun, but it's turned out to be a lot more meaningful than I ever could have imagined. And that's kind of leading to what's going to become tailgate 2.0, but I'll, I'll take a breath and see if you have any, any other questions. You know, we, as you, as you indicated, we here at the Jewish home did tailgate with you last week. And I got to say, we had the best day. And, you know, I, I had the privilege of sitting in with you, interviewing the, the elders and our staff and getting the amazing stories. And then the party piece of this got people so engaged and so excited. And, you know, some of the things that we might have said, oh, I don't know, are they going to want to do the football toss? Are they going to want to play Jenga? They wanted to do all of it. And I think the comment that resonated with me the most was the elder who said, thank you for making me feel like a kid again. And 
the difference there and the critical difference is they weren't saying, thank you for treating me like a kid. They were saying, allowing me, recognizing my adulthood, working with my abilities and impairments to allow me to have fun the way kids have fun and to let go of all of the tensions and stresses and anxieties that we all deal with for a few hours and just play. So both halves of the equation were really exciting for us. And, you know, it was nice because a lot of times you do, you select people and you do interviews, you do something special, and other people, of course, are quick to say, well, why not me? And why wasn't I chosen? But in this case, we did the interviews with a smaller group, but the whole day then became inclusive of the entire group. So you, you sort of have your cake and eat it too. Well, and it was, you know, I think, you know, we've done close to 80, 80 communities now. And they're, what really was unique about you guys is just how your staff so embraced it. Because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's analogous in, a, in kind of an odd way to IN2L that you make people, if you make, if you make things comfortable, you don't make it demeaning. If it, someone is in a wheelchair, then just have the cornhole be closer. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it, it isn't that complicated, but people don't always take the time to do it. But there was such a, um, you know, there was just so, so much joy at your community. And also, at, you know, you may not want me to say this on your podcast, but there was such a, a personal devotion to you from, especially from the staff. That was just remarkable. The years that people have worked there, and, and just how the, the the mission of the whole the Jewish home family just resonated with everybody we talked to. And you can, I, I've done so many of these interviews. You can kind of tell when people are telling you what you want to hear versus when they really feel it, and they just really felt it there. And it just, you know, kudos to you and Ezra, the whole gang that uh, really just made the whole event come to life for your residents and also for us. Well, it was, you know, it was delightful and it was a wonderful day. And as I said to you after we finished all the interviews, you know, I I frequently say that family is the most important word in our name. And it's something that we try very hard to remember all the time, that we are family, our elders and our staff and our family members and our volunteers. And as we did the interviews, Almost everyone, if not everyone, used the word, we're like a family, or used the word family in some context. And I know there were a few times that I had tears in my eyes because it felt so affirming for everything we've tried to do here. So so thank you for that. And Yeah, you were, you were, you were beaming. Whenever the family <laughs> word came up, you were beaming. And I also, you know, again, like I said, we've done it 80 times. It was the first time that I... Uh, that I was honored to not be the interviewer. You you did all the you did all the heavy lifting, so I could just sit there and bring water to people. It was pretty easy for me. <laughs> well, it was fun for me. So you can borrow me anytime, Jack. That's a, okay, that's an open yeah. <laughs> open offer. Tell me about Tailgate Two Point Well, Tailgate Two You know, it. I I just was like I said. I I expected it to be fun with Tailgate and. And it has been all of that, but it has been such a whirlwind day to day, community to community. We're just scratching the surface of of these stories that really need to be told in in depth. And so we're going to, at the end of the year, we're going to, we're going to jettison the trailer one way or another and get kind of like a Mercedes Sprinter size van. And we're going to be going all over the country doing little mini documentaries, all tied to aging, all, you know, different 
historical context, maybe tied to a geography of a city, maybe tied to an industry, maybe tied to just just little different ideas that people are coming up with. And then when we when we do a project, well, you know, we'll be there for several days. We'll get a much deeper dive and we'll produce, you know, 20 to 30 minute, really just deeper stories that, like I said, are just all about elevating aging. And, uh, and I think just shining a light on, on the, on the, the, it's the cliche of the greatest generation, but they are the humility, the, the resiliency, the, the gratitude. It's just things that I think are lost a little bit today and so i just i feel the same kind of calling to do this that i felt with uh with in2l so maybe my mom is still channeling me in uh in, in 25 years later that's pretty great well we are definitely happy to be included and happy to participate in any way because everything that you have done and thanks to your mom's spirit i guess has really helped to put ageism to rest wherever we can and to elevate the aging experience for the older adults who so, so completely deserve that. So thank you for being with us, my friend. It's always good to talk to you. And uh, we look forward to being part of Tailgate 2.0. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we would be honored if any place is full of stories, it's Jewish home family. And I, uh, I just had such camaraderie. I, but, and the one commitment I made, the, I did make the, the commitment that I'm coming back. Uh, is it Larry? It's Ezra Larry. It's about. Larry. Yeah, I, I promised I'm taking Larry to a Mets game next year. So maybe we can tie a bigger story around that uh, around that visit. There's plenty. There's no limit to ideas with you and Ezra's creativity. So well, it'll be fun to talk about. You bet. Thanks so much. All of the children rise, elders with wisdom rise, ancestors surround us.